You're listening to the Daily Sweat Podcast, where we are all about doing something that makes you sweat every single day. I'm your host, Ariana, a personal trainer, life coach, and passionate advocate for helping you live life on your terms. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Daily Sweat Podcast. We are here for episode number 15 today, and we are talking about self-love. Now, we're almost a week, so I guess about five days past Valentine's Day, and I had initially wanted to release this episode last week, but I didn't for two reasons. Reason number one being that there were a lot of conversations about self-love last week, and I even had one on my blog. But I just thought that this message might get a little bit lost in the noise, which leads me to reason number two is that I had a really crazy week last week and I didn't want to stress myself by trying to throw one more thing on. So I figure love and self-love and being kind to ourselves is always a great topic. So I thought, why not wait until the following week? Now, you'll have to excuse me here. I just got a dog. If you hang out with me on social media, uh, you've probably seen her on Instagram. She even has her own Instagram, at Lucy the Formosan, if you want to check her out. But Lucy is very curious. So while I was just talking, she was sniffing the microphone. So you might hear a sniffing puppy nose. You might hear her clip-clopping around as her nails go on the hardwood floor. You might hear her barking or the cat hissing at her. It's a little bit of a madhouse in here, to say the least. Anyway, let's dive in. Actually, you know what? Before we dive in, I want to invite you somewhere. So a lot of the time when you listen to podcasts, they say, oh, this podcast is brought to you by business XYZ. Now, here on the Little Daily Sweat Podcast, I do not have people paying me to promote their products yet. However, what I would like to do is take a moment to share something that I offer that is completely free that I would love to invite you into. And that is the Daily Sweat Tribe Facebook community. So the Daily Sweat Tribe is a free Facebook community for women all over the world who want to improve their health and their well-being. So many of these women are already active and they're doing lots of things and they're sharing workout selfies and workout stats and things like that. But this is also a great place for the woman who knows that she wants to make a change in her life and to become more active, but she doesn't know where to start and she's feeling a little bit lost. So I'm often in the group and I'm always there to answer questions and provide feedback. Every now and then I'll share some tips. But the great thing about the group is not so much that I'm in there answering questions and stuff. It's the community itself and the women in there who support one another. And to be totally honest, I've spent a lot less time in the group in the last couple of months than I have in the last two years. And it makes me so happy when I go to check in with the group and I see somebody who has asked for help or asked a question and everybody else is in there with their own responses and feedback and advice and all of these great things. You know, I had this dream of creating a community of active, inspired women here in Vancouver. And I tried for a couple of years to put on events and do different things to bring these women together. And I always had a little bit of success with it, but it wasn't that real close-knit supportive community that I had envisioned. And the Daily Sweat Tribe Facebook community really has become that. You know, there are ebbs and flows in terms of how much activity and engagement there are there is in there. Sometimes people don't post for days. Other times there's flurries of posts. But the thing that always sticks with me is every time I think, 
you know, maybe this group isn't valuable anymore. Maybe I should just archive it. Somebody who hasn't posted in months or maybe even in a year starts to post again and just asks for support or something and everyone is there to share it. So this is a really safe space. It's a great place to be vulnerable and to ask questions, but also to share what advice and knowledge you've gained over the last few years or however many years with other women. So I will link to this in the show notes. As I said, it's a completely free Facebook community. If you want to post workout selfies, food pictures, all that stuff, this is the place to do it. So I will link to it in the show notes, but I would love, love, love to see you in there and to have you be a part of our amazing and growing community as well. So now let's get into it. So today we're talking about what it actually means to love yourself. You know, we hear all of this talk about self-love and how important it is to love ourselves and all of these things, but... What does that actually even mean? I think a lot of the times we tend to get this kind of airy-fairy idea of self-love in our heads, and it comes from all of the different self-help books and different affirmations and things like that that we might see floating around online. So, you know, repeating, I am amazing to yourself in the mirror 50 times a day, or writing, I love myself with lipstick on your mirror. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with those things, but I know that that doesn't jive with every single person who comes across that. We may also have ideas of self-love based on unrealistic expectations. And this idea that loving yourself means that you are perfectly happy with your body, you're in a career that you love, you never have a negative thought, there's no internal chatter, anything like that. And both of those um, ideas of self-love are inaccurate. Sure, you definitely can be all airy-fairy and love yourself and repeat I love myself affirmations all day long. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you also don't have to do that in order to show yourself that you love yourself. Similarly, just because you love yourself, it doesn't mean you love every single little aspect about yourself, your body, your life, your thought processes, all of those different things. You know, I talked about this, I think it was back in episode six about the problem with body positivity and how it, the movement, while amazing, also instills this notion that in order to be positive about our bodies, we have to love every single little thing. And more often than not, that is not always the case. And that's the same with self-love. You know, think of any relationships in your life that you in your life that you have that has some love in it, whether it's with a romantic partner or a child or a friend or a family member or even a dog. Do you love every single little thing about that person or that animal or that thing? I'm willing to bet that you probably don't. But just because there might be one or two things that you don't love about that other being doesn't mean that you don't love them at all. And it's the exact same thing when it comes to self-love. There can be parts of you of you and yourself that you aren't absolutely crazy in love with. You know, I have talked before about, you know, I've got pretty thick thighs. And when I'm sitting on the edge of the pool and I look down and I see lots and lots of thigh, I am not always absolutely in love with all of the thigh that I see. Um, trying to think of something else. You know, it's also not that we never have any negative internal chatter. I still get those negative Nancy thoughts, but from mindfulness practice and lots of inner work, those thoughts don't take the same grip on my life that they used to. So let's throw out those idealistic views of what self-love actually looks like and how we think we may think that it needs to be an all or nothing kind of game because it doesn't. So 
if self-love isn't repeating affirmations to yourself day in and day out, and it's not being absolutely in love with every single little piece of you, then what is it? It's obviously the act of loving yourself. But when we dissect love a little bit more, we come to realize that love in and of itself is subjective. We all have different ways of expressing love. We all want to feel love differently. We all feel loved differently. And that is the beauty of self-love, is that there is no one-size-fits-all. There is nobody that can walk in and give you the perfect recipe for loving yourself, and when you follow that recipe to a T, life will be great and you'll love yourself. It just doesn't work like that. So what I wanted to do was share what self-love looks like to me and to share a little bit of my experience with this and give you some starting points into how you can begin your own self-love journey. So for me, what does self-love, what does self-love look like to me? It looks like speaking nicely to myself. It looks like engaging in regular acts of self-care, both the frou-frou kind of self-care, like going and getting my nails done and getting massages and having baths, but also the really basic acts of self-care, like going to a doctor when I need to see a doctor and eating nutritious foods and moving my body. And that's another really big part of self-love for me is taking care of my body. And that looks different all at different times. So sometimes it looks like doing some yoga because I know I can't push myself in a hard workout. Sometimes it looks like going and pushing myself in that hard workout because I feel ready and I want that challenge and sense of accomplishment. It means nourishing my body with good nutrient-dense foods, but also not denying myself the things that I love for long periods of time. And it also incorporates me allowing myself to do things just because. And this is a big one that I really only tuned into about a month ago, actually, maybe a little over a month ago. One of my really good friends and I, we often get together and we chat about a lot of different things. It's like back and forth therapy sessions for an hour or two. And a lot of the time, the things that we're talking about always stem back to self-love. And we were talking about things that we wanted to do and hobbies. And I had mentioned that I really wanted to start taking dance classes again. And I wanted to get back in touch with that dancer that was inside me because I was a competitive dancer for many years. But I didn't think that I should spend the money on a drop-in class. I didn't think I should take the time out of my day to drive to Vancouver, spend the hour and a half dancing, and then drive back home because that right there is like over two hours of time that I could spend working. And the money was money I should be putting on my credit card, not spending on things like dance classes. And through our conversation, I realized that when I continuously deny myself those things that I want to do just for fun not because they will lead me to any specific outcome or bring me to any level of fitness or make me X number of dollars. I want to do them solely for the reason that they will make me happy and feel good for that moment. When I deny myself those things on a regular basis, I am not allowing myself to experience a full expression of self-love. And that's not to say that I am going to go out and rack up my credit card even more on all of these different things that I want to do, and I'm never going to work again. But I think there needs to be a balance in doing the things that I know are going to push the needle forward in my life and also doing the things that are fun just because they're fun. So that's also a really important part of showing myself love. Now, do I always do these things? Do I always speak kindly to myself, engage in regular acts of self-care, and allow myself to do fun things? No, of course not. 
just as we think about our relationships with other people and do we love every single little thing about them, do you treat every relationship in your life with the utmost care and importance every single minute of every single day? Probably not. And that's okay. Sometimes I am a really shitty girlfriend. Sometimes I'm a crappy daughter. Sometimes I am not the best friend. But it doesn't mean that I am, just because in those moments I am not super attentive or giving as much as I know I'm capable of giving, it doesn't mean I'm not invested in that relationship. And it's the same thing in my relationship with myself. I slip up. I say something mean to myself. I deny myself something fun. But I catch myself and I realize that what I did is not actually in my best interest. The goal here is not to love yourself at every single minute of every single day or to constantly do these things that make yourself feel loved and worthy and appreciated. The goal is to always just do a little bit better in the self-love department than you're doing today. And it can be an incremental increase, like maybe you're just 1% better. Or maybe you want to aim to be 100% better. The choice is up to you and it's based upon where you're currently at and the time and energy that you are willing to invest in this. So that's the beauty of this self-love journey is that it really is so personalized and there is no right or wrong way to do it. It's whatever way feels good to you. But I know that the idea of self-love can feel very out of reach. I know what it's like to be in a dark place and to think that self-love is just not possible for you. To think so poorly of yourself and to be so unhappy with yourself and your current conditions that the idea of self-love just seems laughable. I get it because I have been there. And this is something that I often hear from people, you know, when we start to talk about when I first started teaching self-love and different things like this, I was very, very much into the affirmations. And I quickly learned that for a lot of people, writing out I love myself is a lot harder than it may seem. Looking in the mirror, like looking deep into your eyes and saying I love myself can seem downright impossible. And I get it. So I had to take a step back and, you know, remember where I was a few years back in my own journey and to learn that um, those aren't always great starting points for people. So if that's where you're at right now, that is okay. You know, when I first started taking better care of myself and being nicer to myself, my initial catalyst was because I was overweight and I wanted to change my body. It wasn't because I loved myself or anything like that. I was still partying and stuff all the time, but it gave me an opportunity to burn off some of the damage that I did the night before and to hopefully get skinny. And over time, that translated into giving me something to do because I was newly sober and I had nothing to do with my time. So I was like, well, I'm just going to work out, I guess, because I got like a bunch of free hours now. Um, But then from there, that was like my gateway drug. The exercise and the eating healthy foods that weren't really healthy, but I thought they were healthy at the time. All of those things were just little starting points that kind of took me to the next phase of my journey. And it was about four years of consistently just like doing good things for myself before I actually got to a point where I could begin my journey of like actually loving myself, of actually changing that internal dialogue and being like an active participant in it. You know, through the exercise and all those kinds of things, I did start to improve my uh, internal conversations, but it wasn't really intentional. I started to get more confidence. My mood was improved. So a better internal landscape was kind of just a positive side effect of that. 
sorry, I have animals crawling all over me right now. <laughs> Little distracting. But in any event, it was like four years of doing those things consistently before I was ready to like actually sit down and start journaling again and to really get in touch with who I was and what parts of myself I wanted to grow and what parts of myself I wanted to shed so that I could move into this space of self-love. So if right now the idea of loving yourself seems super, super far out of reach, if you are even willing to contemplate the notion that one day it might be possible for you to love yourself, you're on the right track. It doesn't mean you have to commit to loving yourself right now. It doesn't mean you have to set a date by December 21st, 2020, I will be loving myself. If you can just fathom the idea that one day maybe it would be possible for you to look yourself in the eyes and say, I love you, then you're on the right track. Doesn't mean you have to do it today or tomorrow or even in six months. Just think that maybe one day you could do that. So if you're willing to start this journey on loving yourself, where the fuck do you start? Because there's a lot of stuff that you could do, right? You know, as I said, it's about defining what self-love looks like to you and figuring out how you like to feel love and being consistent and all of these things. So it seems very overwhelming, right? Um, It doesn't have to be. A really cool place to start is The Five Love Languages. So this is a book that was written by a man named Gary Chapman. And to be honest, I haven't even read the book. I just know so much about it because a lot of the bloggers and authors and podcasters that I love, they've talked about it a lot. And there's a lot of articles about it online. There's also a little online test that you can do. And I've done this for myself quite a few times now. And this is really cool because it helps you learn how you like to have love expressed to you. So I could be wrong on this, but I do think that the book, it comes from a like relationship standpoint. So whether that's a romantic relationship or families or friends, but we can take that knowledge that we gain from this little test and you just answer questions. It's like a personality test. We all love doing those things, right? So you just gain the knowledge that you get from the answers um, or from your results from the test. And you use that as your starting point for how to begin showing yourself some more love. So the five love languages are receiving gifts. So you feel loved when you receive a gift or you feel loved when you spend quality time with a person. You feel loved when they give you words of affirmation. You feel love when they do acts of service. So that would be like doing things for you or you feel loved through physical touch. So when you know your result, you can then begin to show yourself some love in that respect. And this was really cool for me to do because when I did the test, I did it from a standpoint of for my partner, Jordan and I, and I wanted to share it with him and be like, see, this is how you need to love me. And surprisingly, but not really surprisingly, um, it was very similar to how we already express love for each other. So for me, um, I loved to have quality time and I loved words of affirmation. And it made me realize when I was thinking about my own self-love journey that this is how I have shown myself love over the years, even before I did this test. I show myself love by giving myself unstructured downtime where I don't have to talk to anybody for a day. Those are Wednesdays and those are my favorite days. And I show myself love by journaling and giving myself the opportunity to get my thoughts out on paper. Sometimes I do write affirmations. Sometimes I just write about how fucking awesome I am. Um, So All of these different ways are ways that I like to show myself love. And, you know, you can get as creative or uncreative with this as you like. You know, gifts. Go buy yourself something nice. Treat yourself. 
quality time. Maybe you want to take a page from my book and have a day or even an hour where you don't talk to anybody, you don't make any plans, you just do whatever you want to do. Words of affirmation may resonate with you. Acts of service, that could even come from doing acts of service for others, volunteering, helping somebody out, a random act of kindness. And physical touch, well, you know, you could always get a little sexy with yourself and give yourself some nice physical touching. Or you could look at this from a physical standpoint. So if your answer is physical touch, maybe you want to start showing yourself love by taking care of your physical body, getting in a little bit more movement, eating one more green vegetable, slowing down and just showing your body the love that it deserves. So self-love, the, this whole idea, it might seem really far off. And if it does, that's okay. But as I said before, even if you're open to the idea of one day potentially loving yourself and you are willing to start by just being nice to yourself, that is an amazing starting point. So that's all I wanted to share with you today, friends. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. So, you know, where are you at with your self-love journey? Is there something that you are doing right now to help improve your relationship with yourself? And if not, did you get an idea from this podcast about something that you could start doing to improve your relationship with yourself? What I would love for you to do is to reach out to me on Instagram and to send me a direct message and let me know your thoughts. Maybe you want to screenshot this podcast and put it on your Insta stories and tag me and tell everybody what you're doing to show yourself love. That's amazing. But if you want this to be a private conversation with us, that's cool too. So I'll put my Instagram handle in the show notes, but it's at Ariana Fotonakis. Good luck spelling that. You'll probably want to check the show notes. And in there, what I will also do is link to the five love languages test, as well as the book by Gary Chapman. So I will leave you with that today, my friends. I hope you have a beautiful day filled with nice acts of kindness for yourself and maybe a belief that if you don't love yourself now, that one day it is possible to do so. Have an amazing day. Thank you as always for your time and your energy and for allowing me to hang out between your ears and I will be back with you next week. 